1: So Afghanistan ends in chaos and Haiti is devastated again by an earthquake. We're going to talk about it. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host Spencer. This is my beautiful wife Nikki. Hello. Yep. So uh, before we dive into this honey because there's a lot to get to. Is there anything you would like to say?
0: Um, well, I just, just getting into what we're talking about, I just pray for all these people, their topics. And 100%. I just feel like anything else I bring up right now just pales in comparison.
1: Well, it seems so, like yeah. it, but that's not true. Our God is a big God, um, He cares about the least of us. Um, he's not just focused on a few incidents. So, um, we did bring up our friend Micah in a previous episode. Please continue to pray for her and her children as she struggles through her own loss of faith. Uh, we we don't want to lose a single one. Um it's not just the thousands in Afghanistan and Haiti. We don't want to lose anybody, because um, they're all precious in God's sight. So, yeah, today, you know, we were planning on reviewing episode eight of the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. And fortunately, um, or unfortunately, I guess might be a better word for it. Um, that episode, at least at the time of us recording did not release yet this week. So, um, even if it did release though, ultimately we probably wouldn't be reviewing it. Um, cause there's bigger, uh, stories to cover right now. And we will still have that review. Um, as long as it, you know, well, whenever it releases, but it should release, I would assume this week. So maybe by Friday, we'll have that review for you guys. Stick around for that. But if it doesn't, never fear. We've got a very good topic in our back pocket that we were just waiting for an opportunity to bring to you guys. So that is something we will certainly try to do. Um, but all right, so this week, you know, we saw Afghanistan um, almost, you know, the instant after the US pulled their troops um, out, fall into the hands of the Taliban and, you know, Kabul is, you know, the capital city is currently being taken by the Taliban. And we've talked about my job in the past. Um, but anybody it doesn't know I'm in the military. And, you know, I've served two tours in Afghanistan, I just got back from Afghanistan last year. Um, you know, I've spent almost a year of my life in Afghanistan. And, you know, I've personally in the job that I do, I mean, I've carried the bodies of fallen soldiers off the battlefield, you know, I've carried many wounded men, uh, Americans, as well as Afghanis, wounded men and women off the battlefield. And, you know, it's, ultimately, it's nothing short of tragic, you know, to see what's happening there.
0: I know, and to think that the men and women who gave their lives, um, you know, families destroyed over this 20 year conflict that, that ended so pathetically, it's just awful to witness. And there's really no other way to say it. But we here at Religionless Christianity, we aren't going to sit here and point the finger, uh, mainly because it isn't going to do any good. Uh, what's done is done. Uh, but also everybody has their side and whatever side you're on. The other side is the bad guys that screwed this up, right? Well, at uh, let us just say this is a conflict, as we mentioned, that has been going on for two decades. and both parties, uh, both sides of the aisle had a hand in where we are today. There is enough blame to go around, and our leaders deserve a lot of it for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've had both political parties in power um, over the last twenty years. They've all had their hand in. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it in what's been the result, you know. So. It's easy to point fingers today at one side mm-hmm. or the other, but everybody's had their hand in this.
0: That's what we see going on, just, you know, just looking at comments on all the news articles and all over. And that's everybody's just picking one person to blame. They want you to just
1: pick one person because yeah. it shields them from the blame. But all, I mean, we've had political leaders in the Senate, in the House of Representatives, um, in all of these departments, you know, state departments, Department of Defense. They've been there the entire time, right. decision makers. So, There's a lot of blame to go around, and they definitely deserve it. Um, But we do want to make two points on this. And the first one is the Taliban, you know, like the Islamic extremists. Ultimately, they're the bad guys in this story, and I don't think we should lose sight of that. Like, America has done things um, or could have done things differently for sure, you know, over the last 20 years. But America is not the one hunting down and killing civilians in Afghanistan right now. That's the Taliban, you know, and Islamic extremists in general over there. Like, these are the bad guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not going to suggest here or I'm not trying to suggest that our hands are clean in the entire matter. You know, we do a lot of things, um, both in the public purview and I'm sure behind the scenes, that sort of leads to some of this stuff. So uh, our hands aren't clean for sure. But I don't want us to get, like, so wrapped up in just, like, Mm -hmm. biased news coverage and we're finger pointing at each other that we lose sight of who's actually committing these these atrocities.
0: Right. And if you disagree with President Biden, we get it. And if you think Trump is more to blame, then fine. Um, That is a discussion for a different time. And we would encourage you to let tempers cool before having those discussions. So please don't allow this situation to compound and you lose friendships and relationships with family over this. It seems like every new thing that, that comes up in the media, it's like more friendships, more, like people are just dividing. Yeah. Families like how do not have any
1: friends left anymore after like coronavirus and then yeah. <laughs> like president Trump and now Biden and Afghanistan, like you've isolated yourself except for like you and the one other, you know, conspiracy theory friend <laughs> that you hang out <laughs> with. And yeah, like we got to stop. We've got to allow ourselves to be upset. Yeah, absolutely especially if you've been over there, especially if, I mean, God have mercy on the wives and the husbands, and stuff that have lost their spouse and right. children that have lost their parents over there. Mm-hmm. And it seems like for nothing at this point, yeah. I get it. Like, but you got to just let yourself cool down. Cause it doesn't do you any good to go and burn more bridges. Um, mm-hmm. so, and that's why our second point on this, and this one is for the Christian. So, Um, honey, if you want to read Ephesians 4.26.
0: Well, in your anger, do not sin.
1: Yeah. I mean, simple, but that is an absolutely essential verse for us at a time like this. You know, it's easy when things are the way they are today. You know, it's easy to point your finger and say, you know, I told you so. Yeah. All this sort of stuff. Push the blame off onto somebody else. You know, it was like, uh, it's the other party, you know. Like we were kind of talking about earlier, but what problem does that solve at the end of the day to bring more divisiveness, more hatred, you know, more rigidity in your political views? It doesn't solve anything. So um, we wanted to pull up Romans 12, verse 19 through 21 as well. I think that is a perfect instruction for Christians today.
0: Yeah, it says, Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We need to be reminded of that.
1: That is the crucial line in that. Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And Mm. I feel like in the Christian church today, we've lost sight of that. Like, we're so quick to give in to anger. I mean, I know we're sort of, <laughs> it's almost like the coronavirus has taken a back seat here, but you know, how many, like, we talked about friendships that have been lost and stuff, like, because you're mad at somebody because they don't align, they took the shot and you don't agree with it, or they didn't take the shot and you right. think they should have, or whatever it is, like, you don't overcome this evil by just being more evil you have to cutting people
0: out of your life. No, like like, that's evil.
1: You can't win somebody over if they're no longer in your life. Exactly. You know, and that's that whole don't give in to sin when you're angry. It's perfectly fine to be angry. There is righteous anger, right? Jesus was flipping over tables in the temple. There's a righteous anger. Um, but that's not where we're at today. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're calling for political party members to be, you know, thrown in prison or people, People be killed and all these sorts of crazy things that in your Mm. sane mind, you wouldn't give over to. Well, that's why you have to be, you know, I think the Bible says in Proverbs to be slow to speak um, and quick to listen, like, don't just spout off. Don't Mm. just in the moment, the heat of the moment, let your passions get the best of you. You have to be under control. And
0: yeah, because if we are not slow to speak, we're going to say, we're going to let our emotions control our mouth.
1: Yeah, and you're not going to overcome evil in that situation. You're going to basically expand evil. Right. You know, so I think those are two crucial verses um, in a time like this. So, um, but then, you know, as if that news wasn't bad enough, um, Haiti got hit by another massive earthquake, uh, a -hmm. 7.2, see if I can pull this up, a 7.2 according to this uh article we read here on the new york times and let's see if we can
0: how many minutes did it say that lasted or not minutes like seconds i guess
1: i didn't see how long um it will have all the articles everything that we talk about here of course will be linked in the show notes so you can go find all that but 7.2 and um yeah so this is basically like the second 7.0 or greater earthquake they've been hit with in the last 10 or 11 years so pretty devastating. Yeah,
0: I remember watching the other one. Yeah, that was devastating. And according to the article 1400 people have been killed so far and 7000 have been injured and many more uh have been affected though that number is going to continue to climb.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's still early on. So I'm sure that number is going to go higher. And that number seems low. And I think we can lose sight of the impact of that, especially when we look back on what the 2010 um, earthquake caused, which was like well over 300,000 people that died. Mm -hmm. Uh, Millions were affected. So it doesn't seem like quite as much. But still, I mean, Haiti, they're still trying to recover from the 2010 earthquake. And then here it comes again, another massive earthquake. So not quite as many deaths or injuries, but they've had hundreds of thousands of people that are affected um, and right. all that sort of stuff. so in like Haiti is a desperately poor country, you know, and it stinks that this happens sort of the same time as Afghanistan is going on because it's easy to overlook this tragedy, uh, tragedy in light of sort of what's happening in mm-hmm. Afghanistan. Um, but the thing is like we as believers, I think we need to be aware of this and like, we need to be aware of those that are hurting. Uh, and we have to look to sort of be the hands and feet uh, of Jesus to this sort of lost and hurting world. I so. know as
0: you kind of feel like what can you do to help we always feel so helpless, but we are a country who usually helps. You know, we've got a lot of money we got, I mean, we got a lot of debt, but we usually help Just we send our money. Um, so that I means so we can help that way. But Haiti does have a, ra- uh, a rather large Christian population, uh, at least according to the Pew forum and we need we need to keep them in our minds and prayers as brothers and sisters in Christ
1: yeah we definitely need to that's what I mean like we can't lose sight of Haiti because something bigger is going mm-hmm. on um, our prayer closets um, they're open twenty four hours a day right so you can you need to be in there praying for of course mm-hmm. Afghanistan um but mm-hmm. you need to be lifting up Haiti as well yeah. so you know, I think with these two catastrophes, and a lot of times whenever we see a catastrophe like this, you know, um, we just, we want to do something or we feel like, you know, hey, there should be something I can do. And sometimes you can feel like, you know, you might be helpless, um, but we want to kind of pass on that you're not ha- uh, helpless right now. Um, and the people in Haiti and Afghanistan, they're not hopeless right now. Um, you can and you should still help. And I think there's plenty of ways that you can be of assistance um, to the people that are suffering in both those countries.
0: Yeah. And the first way is prayer. And I I know we don't think about how prayer can really do anything, but that is, I think we kind of maybe try and do other things and put prayer second or third, maybe, but pray first always. And um, it's the most important thing we can do at a time like this in afghanistan specifically but also for those suffering in haiti we need god to move and do what only he can do and psalms 20 verse 1 and 2 it says may the lord answer you when you are in distress may the name of god may the name of the god of jacob protect you may he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from zion
1: yeah like these are the prayers we should be praying um you know, the book of Psalms, just open it up basically. And there's, there's prayers that will not only embolden you to pray, but just to remind you that this is the God we serve as a God who saves. Um, He's powerful. Um, He'll answer you when you're in your moment of distress. Mm -hmm. And we can't lose sight of the fact that prayer is the number one thing we can and should be doing Mm -hmm. um, for sure. And then. Um, secondly, you know, we wanted to say that there are organizations that are in place and ready to assist. And, you know, like she mentioned, we're a rich nation and we need to use the blessings that God has given us to help those in need. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for many of American or many Americans, that isn't time, you know, like we can't get over there and help. And even if we could, right, Right. it's probably not going to be practical and you're just going to get in the way or, you know, get (laughs) rolled up by the (laughs) Taliban (laughs) yourself. So it's not practical to get over there.
0: Yeah, and Um, if you feel called, you feel called, and we aren't going to tell you you're wrong. But for the majority of us, God has blessed us financially. And I would call on us to use it the Religionless Christianity family to put our money to action and send aid to the charities and ministries that are in place and they're ready to help. Uh, We will go over um, a few here that we found and we will link them and any others we can find in the show notes. And if anybody Maybe you know of one. Let us know about it. Share it.
1: Yeah, definitely, please let us know about these, because um, we're not Afghanistan or Haiti, you know, charity aficionados. Um, so we just kind of went searching quickly for ones that we could find as a way to help. Um, so when it comes to charities, obviously, you know there's the big one, right? There's the Red Cross, and they've been working in Haiti and Afghanistan, you know, so that's certainly a way to help, and it's a good way. Um, you know, but like we said, we're not experts on these charities. Uh, so we, you know, Red Cross is just an easy one, and a good one, you know, but if you know something that's better, or maybe a more, I would say, Christian centered, um, because, and this is a hard thing to say, but in the midst of suffering, and even death, I don't think getting out or getting rescued is number one priority um getting these people to know christ Mm -hmm. is the number one priority and if you can get them out and they know christ then that's a win-win but um at least the way that i see things you know it's uh getting
0: we care more about their their care more about their soul
1: but we want to get them out we want to keep them alive all those sorts of things but again let us know if you have good charities. so yeah, Red Cross is the first one that we just wanted to mention.
0: Yeah, uh, Christian Aid is a charity uh, working in Afghanistan and Haiti. They are requesting immediate help and donations to help serve those in need.
1: Yep, Christian Aid is there, I believe. Yeah, they're in Afghanistan and Haiti. So a good one. Again, You know, do your own research. Again, we haven't researched these guys extensively. Um, so do your own research. And if it doesn't look... If it looks sketchy at all, you know, we'd love to know. (laughs) So we're not, you know, putting out bad information, but they're an option. Um, Another one is the International Rescue Committee. Uh, They've been in Afghanistan since 1988. Um, Mm -hmm. So they at least already have inroads Mm -hmm. in Afghanistan. They should know how to help people, um, especially like now in a time of, you know, immense crisis.
0: And I'm sure a lot of these... um charities know other charities and can vouch for them
1: yeah i'm sure so of
0: it. yeah another one is save the children they've been in afghanistan working for years so they have inroads as well
1: definitely they're a good one or they're they seem good <laughs>
0: <Let me say. laughs> uh, another one is called haiti's child um they've been in haiti since 2005 and looks um to not just support the children in Haiti, but also preach the gospel.
1: Yeah, I just noticed in a quick, you know, search on their site, they actually mentioned their part of their number one goal is to preach the gospel. Mm, um, that's good. Which for people in Haiti' situation is mm. definitely very important. Um, but like you said, those are just a few, and I'm sure that there's many more. So please uh, support them how you can, and then let us know of any other good charities. And. Um. Mm -hmm. Just, I wanted to say like, you know, rest assured, like the news will move on in a few days, you know, the next world ending political decision or whatever crap they can come up with. Um, And that'll dominate the news cycle. And the people in Afghanistan and Haiti will be pushed to the, to the, you know, back burner, at least Haiti for sure. Um, But those people are going to be suffering for years and they they need us to remember them and Mm -hmm. keep them in our prayers and keep them in our support, you know, bless people with what we've been blessed with. So as we get ready to wrap this episode up, honey, is there any last words that you have?
0: You know, I think when it comes to things like this, we have to remember that God is sovereign and these things did not catch him off guard. His ways he he moves through these things they are all a part of his plan and and we get caught up in the finger pointing and and even questioning god like why would you allow suffering in this way god but you have to know that he is good and his plans are are good and he is merciful and his the gospel is going to be preached and people more apt to listen to the gospel in times of suffering and we know that we know Definitely. that's true so remember that uh the sovereignty of God in all of this instead of getting caught up in the anger and the finger pointing and all that
1: Yeah, 100%. Um I had something I wanted to say. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Um God oh, that's what it was. So, yeah, I mean God is sovereign, right? this didn't catch him off guard. And, you know, we're not called to understand why something like this would happen, right? These are the mysteries of God, you know, the way that he determines to let time play out. And the things that happen, we're called to be obedient, and to do what he's asked us to do, which is to pray, to mourn with those who mourn, Mm -hmm. um, to support those that are in need of support, like those are the things we're called to do. So we're not called to shake our fist at God and question why things happen. Um, I mean, you certainly can, you know, to ask God why, but you're called to a place of obedience. And that's where we need to be, because that's where you'll be led into sin. If you choose to be disobedient to what you've been called to do. Um, So again, in your anger, don't sin, you know, do what you've been called to do, ask God why. Um, That's perfectly okay. I mean, he's a big enough God to answer your whys, but um, just don't, yeah, don't serve to be more divisive and cause more division amongst brothers and sisters. Try to be that healing balm um, because this world is going to need a lot of it. So that's all we got for you guys. Hopefully we'll have something a little more positive unless it's the review of the rise and fall of Mars Hill. (laughs) See how that goes. But That's all we got for you guys today. Love you. God bless.